the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. How's that sound? Is that good? Yeah, that's great. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. We're joined by Michael C. Morona. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Michael. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, he's uh, from Pete and Pete. He has a podcast out there right now called The Adventures of Danny and Mike, or is it Mike and Danny? It's uh, Danny and Mike. I was actually sleeping when they named the podcast. Otherwise, it would have been Mike and Danny. Well, would I, you know, I go to bed at normal times. Like they probably made up the podcast name at like 1 o'clock in the morning. And what a brilliant podcast name it is. I have no idea where you guys came up with it. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. <laughs> New York City, we have a mayor. His name is de Blasio. Yeah. Everyone knows him, usually from a campaign uh, where he exploited his son's haircut. His son had a afro, which is a traditional haircut, and people treated it as if it was the se- second coming of Christ himself. Groundhog's Day, usually one of the most favorite days of the year for one of our more favorite ground animals, the groundhog himself. He suplexes the rodent. 2016, <laughs> there was a groundhog who has predicted the uh, end of... Of summer or the beginning of a, of, a, of a long fall for quite a while. What does de Blasio do when he holds on to him, Marcus? Does he cuddle the animal? Does he kiss it? Uh, he does neither. He does neither. He drops it and he murders it. <laughs> Mayor Bill de Blasio, what are you hiding from? Uh, I don't you got think skeletons it, I don't think, in your closet. I don't think it died right away. It died two days later. That's what I mean, like James Trafficant. James Trapp, who is that? He, that's the uh, congressman who overturned a tractor and then died later on. That's right. So he's the groundhog of politicians. <laughs> groundhog day. And I bet you Bill de Blasio probably dropped him too. Where's Bill Murray? Has anyone seen Bill Murray? No, he's, he was at George Clooney's wedding. So his hands are clean. Well, at least he was at George Clooney's wedding uh, this last weekend. You don't, that doesn't mean he's got clean hands. Yeah, that's true. Actually, he has, he has filthy hands. He's always hanging out with those hipsters in Williamsburg. <laughs> I do, I love Bill Murray. I love everything about Bill Murray. That's because you're one of them. You aspire for <laughs> him to one day drop in on your party with, right. him, with friends. You're saying I'm a hipster in Williamsburg. Well, give me half of that. I live in Williamsburg. And? <laughs> how, and how old are you? Well, I'm 33. I'm too old and too fat. No I'm way. six foot seven. No way. Still a hipster. You still. can't be a six foot seven hipster. It's not possible. Oh, you can't yeah. be a five foot oh, one please, NBA do player. You listen, do you listen to the rentals? No, who are the rentals? Oh, man. Yeah. It's a band? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, the guy, the bassist in Weezer. He quit Weezer and started the rentals. Thank you, Marcus. You're welcome. Weezer and the rentals, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm saying as a tall, like, tall, gawky guy, right? Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah but he, instant, the lead singer of The Liars, he's like 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, back door, right, to yeah. fame. Well, I don't believe it. And I guarantee you, if they are 6'7", they're a skinny 6'7". I'm a robust 6'7", almost 6'8". 6'8". Okay, well. I'm just going to say, I think I'm too, I'm too big to be a hipster. That's not true. I'm de Blasio's size. Six, seven. He couldn't have gotten uh, elected. He wouldn't have been in office without the hipster vote. That's very true. The hipsters loved him. Uh, you know, 75% of the vote went for him, but this is before we realized that he was running on a secret campaign to murder all of our more precious rodents. <laughs> I guess he's it's more unbelievable. For, more for rodents than horses, because the horse, the whole horse carriage mm-hmm. campaign, that was the cornerstone of his campaign. That's right. He got yeah. bought off by the Irish. He did. <laughs> the Irish were like, so when you hold the, when you hold the groundhog, it falls. <laughs> oh, okay, better do it. 
the teachers' union probably convinced him because they don't like the science behind Groundhog's Day. Oh, okay. Bunch of liberal fascists, Marcus. Oh, yeah. Oh, this groundhog died from internal injuries. It broke its back. Watch the footage. Go to uh, YouTube. Watch or the footage. Watch the footage. It's all right there. It's more important than there's a brooder what film. You, I was going to say, did you break it down frame by frame? <laughs> frame by frame by frame. <laughs> De Blasio, he didn't so much drop the rodent as he allowed it to fall. Yes. Slippery rodent. Slippery rodent. He sort of spiked it at the end, though. <laughs> and he didn't seem that upset when he did it. This is a real blooper. This man needs to be impeached. Okay. As a person who loves a, a good groundhog and who also loves a good weather report. A good groundhogging. A good groundhogging. <laughs> well, that's a different story. Yeah, that's do you know what that is a, is a euphemism for? No. Groundhogging? No. We'll come back to it. <laughs> when I, when I, I got to know, I Mike. I, I say when I think of what it is. There you go. Yeah, the, yeah. Nose, the nose wrinkle gives it all away. <laughs> what's, the, what's a groundhogging? I'm in, the, I'm in the dark here. Oh, it's a lot like turtling, you know? Uh, it's a poop-related thing. It's a poop-related thing, uh, yeah. Mm, groundhogging. <laughs> he's got that, he's got well, maybe that, that's like, what was happening. that, like, Wisconsin twinkle in his eyes, like, I will never understand these people. <laughs> <Yeah>. More Pabst, please. <laughs> these Hollywood, Texas kinds. <laughs> I can't get behind him whatsoever. This is the biggest, this is definitely the biggest scandal so far in the uh, de Blasio campaign. No, oh, really? In, in the administration. You don't I think believe the so. snow, you don't think the snow was a problem? I, I personally didn't think the snow was a problem at all. I mean, you know, they didn't have all the snow plows needed during a snowstorm, uh, you know. Yeah. And the Upper West Side did get plowed long before any other uh, neighborhood. Yeah, the yeah, Upper West true. Side was ba basically getting plowed the whole time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Parts of Brooklyn were not. I believe his uh, his his sure the Orthodox because they're you know staying in on Friday night and Saturday mm -hmm. and Saturday and they're not consuming any alcohol at all. So oh, they're getting loaded in there. Mm. The Hasidics? No. Oh, they drink. Oh, yeah? They drink. I was talking to our friend. Oh, yeah. uh, he's a friend of the show, Saman Arbabi. And uh, he's been on many, many times. Of course, you know him, and you'll love him. Uh, Iran has the highest alcohol rates of any country in the entire world. Technically, alcohol is illegal. And if you get caught drinking, you get a bunch of lashes and stuff. And I would always say, I'm drinking in public so I can get whipped rock hard. <laughs> love that kind of sexual feeling. Why don't you go do graffiti in Malaysia? Yeah, well, I believe... In Singapore. In Singapore. Singapore. Sorry, in Singapore. That was a reference to, what was it, Michael Frey? Was that his name? Freed? Fried? Something like that. No, that's the guy who made up the That's the guy who made up the story for Oprah. You don't think that was a true story? <laughs> the caning in Singapore? 1993, uh, was that? 94? Michael P. Fay in 1994. Look at that. Michael, he was chewing gum. Does this and guy have a weird memory of some kind? Who, me? No. Oh. No, I don't have <laughs> one I'm pointing at, not the one who's looking at Wikipedia right now. Mike, I, I hate to break it to you. It's not a visual program. So you got to say, I am pointing at the most attractive man in the room. Me. Yes, the but in this situation, tallest, he was pointing at the me. The tallest man in the room. Let's just say the tallest, tallest guy man, in the room. Yeah, yeah that's easy. right. That's yeah, easier. That was one of those canings that I, I firmly... Uh, agreed with. You don't go over representing the United States of America. You don't go over to a foreign country unless you know their laws. And if you know their laws are exceptionally strict, especially against graffiti, you don't go out there and do it. And if you do, the punishment you get, you deserve. And they took it easy on the poor boy. What do you got? Three, three spankings? He was mm. a teenager, right? Yeah, he was a punk. He was gross. And then I think he tried to, like, parlay that into a film career or an acting career, and it didn't work out too well. Of course, they didn't have Twitter back then. He ended up doing podcasts. Yeah, probably. He probably has one now. And he's sitting here right in front of you. I changed my name from Free to Morona. Mor you changed in your name to Morona? <laughs> no. Holy, yeah, I was going to say, that's a, that's a name given a birth. Come here. 
What do you want? Come here. <laughs> what do you want from me, Mike? Name given at birth. I'll give you something at birth. Oh, stop, stop. <laughs> Don't do it. He's hitting me violently, and I'm wounded. That kid was a little, a little diva, though. Anyway, back to de Blasio killing that goddamn groundhog. You're right. He's against the uh, the horses in Central Park. I have a uh, the vet that I go to with the dogs. His name is Ted Weiner. That's his actual name. Last name Weiner, first name Ted. And he's exceptionally against the uh, the horse carriages. You know, they want to have um, they want it to be little cars. They want old timey cars, which seems more uh, pollutant to me. Although I have been in one of these horse carriages, and the um, the exhaust from a horse is actually worse to smell than the exhaust from an old-timey sedan. You they are you farting and pooping. You can't compost that, though. You can't compost it. That's right. And uh, But I was walking by Central Park recently. I had a meeting up there at ABC. Mm. Yeah, American Broadcasting Company. Were you auditioning for As the World Turns? No, I was I was going to be... Uh, one life hi- to live, one life to live. They're hiring janitors. And uh, so I'm, I'm trying to get there literally on the ground, ground floor. floor. Ground uh, floor, Thank you, Mike. Uh, but I passed the horses, and um, I know um, Liam Neeson loves the horses and he wants them to stay. Oh, yeah. And... It's and he's got a very specific set of skills if you don't let them stay. If Why are people still taking things from Liam? You know he's going to go get it back. <laughs> you know, that's the one thing with every Liam Neeson movie. Oh, you, said, just wanna... you said something about MacGyver, didn't you? <laughs> Done. Done. But I walked by the horses, and, uh, you know, it's, I'm very conflicted about it. Because if they do go away right now, those horses, a kid... In Wyoming is going to be squeezing that horse onto his next project next year in kindergarten because the horse is going to be glue. You know, yeah. all those horses are going to be dead. But on the other no hand, no one's adopting an old horse who already worked fifteen years. We got problems uh, adopting the wild horses that are out west right now on public lands. There, you, there you go. This is a serious problem, people. If anybody happens to have a ranch out there that listens to this fucking podcast. Yeah, adopt a New York princess horse. <laughs> Every cowboy wants the fanciest of all the horses or are used to, uh, you know, carrying around yeah, the, the royalty much, of Ohio. Pre- yeah, he pretty much sticks to uh, the Plaza Hotel, mm-hmm. the playground, Belvedere Castle, and the rest. Yeah, can you imagine what the personality of these horses must be if they would go out and actually hang out with wild horses? I think you just wrote the next Disney Pixar <laughs> That's collaboration, right. Central Park Horses, because everything is collective nouns. You know, everything is plural nouns now. Right. Yeah, Central Park horse living the high life in, in New York City no, uh, gets no, sent either, home to his uh, to a Montana yeah, exactly. ranch. It's, it's like a fish out. It's a fish out of water for right. one horse, or it's you know. But the name of the movie still has to be horses or right uh, Plaza Hotel. That's what I'm staking my claim on. Yeah, I like that horses. The horses of the Plaza Hotel. No, 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 no. <laughs> what am, what, can what you, am I missing? Can you straighten them out, please, Marcus? Marcus it's no, either horses or the Plaza Hotel. Yeah, you can't have horses in right. the Plaza it's Hotel. The, That's too close to Dustin checks in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Monkeys aren't allowed in a hotel, but I do believe uh, horses should be allowed uh, in them. There's a difference without a distinction. So it, we'll call it. We'll call it horses then. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like cars. Right. Planes. Mm-hmm. So get ahead of Disney on this one and register horses now, and then horses. And then okay, we'll, the name of the the name of the movie about the Central Park horse that gets sent to the Montana ranch, ranch. is called Horses. horses. Hmm. What do you know? There's no movie called Horses. All right. Well, now it has to get made. Get, <laughs> hey, you're the one with the uh, connection. Start uh, registering that with the WGA East. I'll get on that right after the show's done. WGA yeah. East. And then the the. The tagline could be, I hee-haw because I 
care. <laughs> I don't know. We'll work on that more. Yeah, we'll figure that. We'll, we'll file that under groundhogging for now. <laughs> <laughs> beneath, beneath groundhogging, not under. They want to get them. They want to get rid of them. But I, I do think those horses. You know, they just kind of chill out most of the day and eat. Mm-hmm. You know, they seem to be relatively fine, but occasionally one dies in the street, and it's a huge deal. It's all about the uh, the sh- horseshoes they wear. It's very bad for a horse to uh, wear horseshoes and, and the, to and walk on concrete. And yeah. the street. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bad meeting all the way around. Oh, yeah. Like those people wearing the Vibram Five Fingers. <laughs> What's the Vibram <laughs> what? Five Finger? Those creepy shoes that the people wear. Oh, around. yeah. And when I made this gesture, you guys understood. Yeah, <laughs> he just kind of clawed up his fingers. I made and like, looked a, like he all was... predator claws, and you understand why people creep you out. They recently settled a lawsuit that said we admit that we made improper health claims and about the about the toe shoes. No, about yes, about the benefits of barefoot running. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. but it does I, nothing. I carry right. my brand hate all over all kinds of broad, broadcasts. <laughs> broad, broadcasts. So yeah, well, that's great. Another though. brand we hate. Yeah. It's good to know. I I yeah, the benefits of barefoot. Running? What what have we been doing for the past five thousand, ten, three million years? Putting shoes on our feet. Right. You know that barefoot running. There's no way and it was pay, ever comfortable. And paying people to measure your your feet. Yeah, I have a big old foot. I'm a fourteen wide. You? Oh, one of the bigger do feet you, around. Do you play basketball or volleyball or anything? No, no. I mostly stay to the ground. You stay on the couch or? No, I I uh, you know archery. <laughs> You could probably you could like reach targets that are like higher than other targets. Yeah, other people's targets. I'm trying to give them something. I know, and thank you for that. I, I I appreciate you believing that I have any sort of athletic prowess whatsoever. I remember in archery, I was in uh, summer camp. I was in sixth grade, and everyone was doing the archery, and uh, and all the kids were shooting it, and then when they shot their arrows, it went right into the hay, mm-hmm. and the hay had a little bullseye on it. And I swear to God. There was probably a boy out there, and he said, I don't like that big, fat Ben Kissel kid. He's funny, and everyone wants to be around him. I'm going to sabotage him. He filed down my arrows. I don't know if that's true, but every (laughs) single time, every time I shot a damn arrow. I don't know that it's not true. I believe it's true. Every time I shot the arrow, it would just bounce right off, and I swear to God, there was a woman I was playing archery with a girl. Yeah. You know, and uh, we, we started out together, and by the time archery was done, I never saw her again. She was embarrassed. She didn't think I could kill meat for her. And I was just telling her, we can go to the cafeteria. They already got it dead. She said, sorry, I'm going to go play Oregon Trail with Wally instead. Exactly. Wally's out there. Ooh, I'll keep the whole family alive. <laughs> 200 pounds of meat at a time, you know. Please. <laughs> I shoot, Please. I shoot bear. You shoot bear? When was the last time you shot a bear? <laughs> Me? Yeah. As, you know, only if I committed suicide in a bear suit. <laughs> you, you, you would have heard about that because that would have been weird. <laughs> That's great. There was recently a bear attack here in New Jersey. We can discuss that. It's oh, yeah. Th- isn't that crazy? Because we were talking about looking for the bear when we met with you, and yeah. then it happened right after it's, that. It's all coming together. Five kids went into the woods in New Jersey. And four and came back. Four came back, which leads me to believe, one, didn't deserve to live anymore. What uh, is this like the caning? It sort of is. You know the rules of the, the forest. If you go into the forest, this is why if you do have five friends and you want to go camping, always make sure one of those five friends, maybe he's obese. Has a club foot. Maybe a club foot. Maybe he's just on crutches for the weekend. Either way. For the weekend, maybe you could conveniently trip him. 
trip him, break his ankle, pull a Nancy Kerrigan, have have a big fat uh, basically you're saying, boyfriend. You say hate knees. one of your friends and have a sacrificial lamb to toss to Jason or Freddie. You never hate the sacrificial lamb; you honor it, but you do end up <laughs> killing it at the end. Yeah. The, the old Star Trek red shirt is what you say. Mm-hmm. Marcus, what happened with these kids? Well, there were five kids uh, hiking out in the woods in West Milford, New Jersey, which is a haunted part of town. It's is not, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, they began running when a bear started following them, but only four hikers made it out of the woods. A fifth, Darsh Patel, 22, a Rutgers University senior, was later found by dead by officials, a bear circling his body. Darsh. <laughs> but the weird thing about Mr. Darsh, he had a bunch of goods with him. He had his granola bars, his vitamin waters, everything that 50 Cent wants you to carry in your bag. And, uh, but the, the bear didn't eat any of it. And the bear also didn't eat him. This was the Darth said something to the bear. <laughs> this bear was none too oh, pleased with. Him, he pissed him off. Maybe he told. Let's a, not speak ill of the dead. <laughs> no, I'm not talking bad. I I'm love saying Darth. whether Darth or the bear. Yeah, well, the, I believe the bear is now dead. The bear. They sh- as soon as they saw the bear, they shot a 300 pound uh, bear. Wow. And they have no idea why the bear killed really? the guy. They're doing an autopsy yeah, on the bear right now. Yeah, it had a blood right alcohol now. level of 0.11. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know how many drinks that is for a 300-pound Oh, bear? that's a lot. Yeah, to, to register anything. <laughs> go, to, go to the West Village and buy a lot of drinks. Yeah, well, what, what do you think it would take me? One to go one, one, maybe 10 beers or so. Maybe 10 five. to 15. 10 to 15, yeah. So at least 25 for the bear. Yeah, this is the first uh, fatal bear attack uh, since 2002 in the tri-state area in which a young male bear killed an infant in the Catskills. See, that's interesting. I thought it was since the 80s. Uh, in New Jersey, anyway. What was in the New infant Jersey. doing threatening the, <laughs> yeah. the bear? It's funny that it was a, ba- a baby bear killing a baby. Well, it was a male also. Yeah. He was just probably playing around, didn't know any better. I'm not excusing the behavior at, at all. Naturally. Well, maybe this was a revenge killing, similar to how ISIS killed uh, James Foley and, uh, and Mr. Engel there. You know, they revenge were, for what? De Blasio <laughs> killing the groundhog. You, you draw, Don't you, aren't you putting these things together yeah, here, draw, A to B? You're drawing way too many threads. Yeah. No, Mar- Marcus, no. Marcus, I'm appealing to you as a voice of sanity. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, De Blasio. Just simply because I know less about you, and right, the, and the right. more I learn about Ben, the, the more I turn towards you as the voice of sanity. <laughs> it's reverse day. It's all a reversal day. No, I, I mean the animal community, as we've learned from every single Disney movie that's ever existed, uh, and I find myself is full of. Basic backbiters and backstabbers. <laughs> well, that's Hollywood for you. <laughs> um, no, the the, uh, the you know birds talk with bears and bears talk with groundhogs. I feel like the groundhog of- was murdered. Right. Next thing you know, there's a whisper campaign, okay. and the next bear, this bear heard about it, and he went and took revenge on the uh, American an, people. This is another Disney Pixar movie waiting to happen. This is yeah. not. This will be like um, it. I probably started with Dumbo, and then. Ooh. I, I moved on probably Secret of Nim was soon after that, even mm-hmm. though that wasn't Disney. It was a different animation. But Now that I think about it, Ronald Reagan had a great political ad. There's a bear in the woods. And who was the bear, Marcus? It was like... The bear was Russians. Unemplo- it was unemployment, the bear. Yeah, it was also unemployment. No, the bear was unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is Russians. Right. Unemployed Russians. The what? most dangerous of all the bears. That is those, those pretty dangerous bears. I'm sure Putin heard this information and laughed and laughed and laughed because, of course, we know for a fact Vladimir Putin has killed himself a bear or two. Oh, many a bear. With his bear hands. That's right. Thank you. Thanks, That's for right. letting, thanks for letting me have that. No problem. It's because they don't have Hulk hands over there, so you actually have to kill an animal, cut off its hands, and put your hands inside of it, and then you got bear hands. It's the only way you get bear hands, actually, yeah. in Russia. Which is kind of fun. Unless you want to get the counterfeit ones from China. There's a new baby out there in the world. 
Charlotte Clinton. Aha, Charlotte yes. Clinton. We have a new granddaughter out there. I'm reading the New York Post. This is one of the funniest headlines the New York Post has ever had. I also think it's one of the rudest. Why? Why are you reading the New York? Post? Um, because I don't. <laughs> I, I I don't have time for long stories. Uh, Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton are hanging out there with this baby, and the headline says, Another liberal crybaby for Dem Clintons. The kid's 15 minutes old. And it says in huge letters right below, Party Pooper. He's pooping the room. This is unbelievable. But it is interesting. All of these pictures very well choreographed. Do you think it makes Hillary a better candidate now that she's a grandmother? I think it's good because it um, establishes them as a matriarchy before... Uh, it was they were seen as something else and if she is elect, mm. if she is elected then i think it becomes more legitimate that they're equal in power equal in stature whereas right as far as because now they're both grandparents exactly mm. that's interesting i no no i meant politically but yes also because no I think that the child is going to help Hillary out there, and she's going to be bringing this damn baby all around wherever she goes. Oh, yeah, people are going to like a good uh, the idea of a full family in the White House. No, she you know? care. You, you care about your grandchildren. Of course, you it do. Didn't work for Mitt Romney. He really cared about his grandchildren too. Yeah, well, Mitt doesn't have the same problems that Hillary has. You know, what's that? Well, people, people commenting on her his looks all the time. Well, solely not because he's a male. Because he happens to be an unbelievably attractive male, you know, and people liked, uh, you know, I guess they didn't really like Mitt so much, but him and Hillary have, well, actually, I guess they sort of have similar problems. Do you remember? They both found them. They both come across a little bit cold, but at least Hillary drinks coffee, which I like. Do you remember those magnetic toys that you could with the iron filings inside the plastic shell so you could put the beard on the guy and stuff like that? Oh, sure. Yeah. But his name Harry? Yeah. Sure. After you were done with them, yeah. I'm, I'm saying we I, I, we weren't on a close basis or anything like that. But yeah, I probably wore out one or two. But yeah, it had a little magnet stick, yeah. and you would you would do this and that. Um, you think those would sell well with political candidates? Because I was with, thinking about I was thinking about making those. You know, like a well, just thinking of Mitt's beautiful hair. Right, right. Actually, yeah. but you got a Rick Perry one. I'll buy it. Uh, exactly. I was going to say he's there's somebody else who's known for the hair, and I think there was a way hmm. to make glasses too. There was a way to make the frame glasses yeah. too. So yeah, it's perfect. So you put the hair doesn't on. rehabilitate the image, but there's still glasses. <laughs> right. Doesn't make you any smarter. But Boy, he really tried to rehabilitate everything yeah, without those glasses. You know what I was thinking? If he could just have elbow patches tattooed onto his skin. <laughs> That would be the next. You could, I mean, some people get their eyeliner tattooed mm -hmm. on. You could get mm -hmm. glasses tattooed on, but people would find that creepy. So you could get, if you just had like always elbow patches, you'd be like, they make people call you Professor Perry. Yeah, yeah Rick Perry with, yeah, that would be great. He Profe looks Professor Perry. Mm hmm. Those glasses actually really backfired on him. A lot of people called him a Rachel Maddow looking type. <laughs> they did. Well, any anytime you're anytime you're uh, in middle aged and you're a man, you really have to make sure that you toe that lesbian line because it's very easy for a middle aged man to look like a lesbian. Right? Oh yeah, we all we, we all uh, all men, you know, we eventually just turn into uh, Geraldine Ferraro. <laughs> I just aged out of the demographic. Actually, the most valuable demographic. Uh, I'm a Libra. Okay. And it was my birthday yesterday. And how old are you now? I just turned 37. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You could have said that before I said the number. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you both. What did you do for your birthday? Any, anything exciting? I went to a wedding. You went for a, to a wedding for yeah. your birthday? Yeah, it wasn't my wedding. No. Black. Did you try to one-up the wedding? I danced my ass off at the wedding. That's great. 
Um, nice ceremony. Oh, very sweet. Good. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn, Brooklyn style. Oh, nice. But uh, not not in the way you're thinking. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. No beards and flannels. Oh, no beards and flannels. Yeah, so it wasn't Brooklyn hipster style. It was in North Brooklyn. It was like down in Midwood. Right, right, right. Well, that's wonderful. And you're happy being 37? So far, I mean, the Giants didn't lose. That's good. Uh, in general, no. I think that there's uh, a downward trajectory in the world already just in the day that I've been 37. Yeah. It must be interesting getting older because, you know, you had. To, uh, what do you mean getting older? Listen to this guy. Like, let me <laughs> get some older. of your. Let me get your perspective, Grandpa. I'm just talking about my insurance is hopefully going to go down. But right. advertisers aren't going to cater to me as much. What do you mean by that? As far as marketing to you, as far as products to buy? Well, I'm saying I've aged out of 18 to 35. Oh, but there's four, a whole 35, five. 35, yeah. Right. 18, 35. So there's eight, a whole other market four, for you now. But 18 to 49 is pretty much just like Sunday. <laughs> right. And I see enough fucking Viagra commercials, man, as it is. Yeah, you get Viagra commercials, but do you want to buy a grill? Because they're talking to you. Oh, yeah. 37 no. years old. That's grill time. <laughs> Prime grill time. You talk about this kind of grill? Or the- no, the grill that you put the steaks on and your wife is like, oh, honey, you're such a good little barbarian. I'm going to blow you now. It's not happening. That's what, that's what, when you're 40, I, I have feel ab- like the marketing for 40 is awesome. I have a fire escape and I'm not going to put a hibachi out there like some. Like have you some. thought about getting a hammock and relaxing in your backyard? I do have a hammock. It's, there you go. I bring it to the truck, though. It's usually at work. That's perfect. I had a good thing going. Yeah. It was very warm. You want to talk about that Pete and Pete show? People love that show. Uh, I didn't have a hammock on the show. <laughs> I know, and that was my number one complaint about it. So it was the crew uh, from Pete and Pete that uh, I got along with really well and kind of pointed me in the direction of working as an electrician as I do today. You work as an electrician today. So the grips gave me a grip belt at the end of the first full season. Really? When we wrapped up on the show. That's amazing. And it, they gave me, like, a belt... Uh, a, a utility knife, a, yeah. sea, a sea wrench, and, and another cup, like a something else. Like yeah, a couple, a tape measure, and something else. And why don't you remember, Morona? And uh, I, so that was that was really nice. But the gaffer from Pete and Pete after season three gave me uh, a job as an electrician, and I kind of kept going from there. Really? Yeah. And how old were you when the show ended? Eighteen. Uh, so you could just went right into it's that. Like Twenty-one years ago. Did, and you've been an electrician ever since? I went to college. Yeah. Did you study acting or did you... Uh... Film. Okay. I went, to, I went to college and started making documentaries. Oh, nice. What were some of the subjects you covered in those? Uh, the first long-term one was the fire department. My father was, a, was in the fire department. Okay. Um, my uncles were in the fire department. It's all in the family and stuff like that. And I, yeah. and I myself was about to take the fire department test um, like a year or two, like a year later, and I didn't realize it. It's grueling and almost impossible to pass. And yeah, I failed it. I didn't take it seriously, and yeah. I, I failed the fuck out of it. Um, the film people is making the film is not finished. No, no. But I remembered uh, I wrote a script about uh, the firehouse in general, kind of before and after this experience. Mm-hmm. And I remembered something that happened on the test that I brought with me to the script. What what happened on the test? After I was after I failed, I'm just kind of sitting there panting out of breath. And there's, uh, it's a city, it's a city job, so there's city EMTs standing by because it's a fire department. So right. There's fire department EMTs, and they're consoling me, and they're just like, they're there. You could always be an EMT. 
<laughs> the sweats and the shakes take over. And you're like, God damn it, I'm climbing up that building and I'm saving those kids. When he put the when he put the weight pack on me, my fucking knees like knocked together. I was not ready. Oh, I was not God. ready. But as an electrician, you do almost the exact same exact same activities. It's ridiculous. I'm as think, a firefighter. I'm thinking about not exactly, but Moving a charged hose is just like hauling in heavy cable. You know what I mean? Right. You have to keep it going, and once you keep it going, it's a lot easier to move it, and you have to pull things up and push them down. You know, it's like you yeah. do a lot of very similar physical activities, and there's a little math involved, I guess. So you're you are you're a, a well known figure uh, to many people. Do you ever get recognized? I'm a lesser known figure to some. A lesser known, but of course, to more, I'd say. I think more people know you than they don't. Uh, than those that don't. There's like but, how many billions of people on the earth? And oh, yeah, I'm talking about like the American people, you know, the, you know, the people that we're oh, the talking to. The ones that count, in other words. Yeah, Americans. Yeah. And some Australians. America. And a lot of Canadians. <laughs> oh, no, Pat's Blue Ribbon, owned by Russia now. Russians. <sighs> and they, and just, then the, they just sold it to a, was a venture capital fund? Yeah, some, I, I'm or not sure what it is, but yeah, yeah definitely fund? sold it to a Russian company, though. That's a nice slap in the face to the Russians. <laughs> I say we have our uh, worst beer. I I didn't realize that, and I say we just shotgun these to get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. You want a shotgun a beer, Mike? Anyway, um, have you ever been recognized <laughs> at the front door? Be like, I'm here to fix your, uh, you know, I have, light socket, and they're like, Pete. Oh Pete, no, Pete. no, I work as an electrician on uh, television and film sets. The gaffer, oh, I see. The gaffer from Pete and Pete gave me a job on like a feature on. Uh, a music video, stuff like that. I started working as an electrician. Oh, Ooh, nice. which music video? Uh, it wasn't well. I don't think they were well known at the time. I had acted in a couple as well, and right. I, um, I ended up my first full electrician job was on a feature that I had auditioned for the lead character of the lead role. Okay, and then you became the electrician of the show. I was like the fourth electrician. The fourth electrician. Yeah, there's the gaffer, the best boy, somebody else. And then so you're like me when I went into ABC to ask to be a janitor. Janitor? But I didn't get hired. But you actually got hired. They didn't pay me overtime, exactly. They didn't. Massive violations, yeah. Who so, got the lead role? Uh, Norman Reedus, who's on the, uh, the Walking Dead now. Do you hate him? No, not at all. You like him? I mean, he played that character. He he was that character much better than I was. Oh, you could say that he did it also in what was it? What was a, the Irish Brothers Blood? Uh, Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints, yeah, and yeah. then yeah, I'm saying he had that he had that character down already. And this was a movie about the Jewish mafia, right. in, in uh, Ohio. The Jewish mafia in, in Youngstown, Ohio. In Youngstown. What's the name of that movie? Six Ways to Sunday. Oh, okay. I've heard of that. I never watched it though. I didn't realize there was a Jewish mafia in Ohio. Youngstown. Youngstown. I feel like there's. there's what, You're right up against two, Pennsylvania at that point. Two Jewish people in Ohio. Does that what make? Is that what makes the mafia? They're running I mean, some that's, bizarre little. You add one more. It's technically a conspiracy. As long as you got three, it's I think a quorum. It's it? a quorum. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Conspiracy is uh, any illegal or any activity that involves more than two people. How many do you have to have to make a mafia? Ah, uh, six. Six people. You also have to have the good mozzarella, though. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of that store-bought shit. That's great. Did you feel like you were typecast a little bit being so uh, well-known at a younger age? Uh, no. After after that, I, I just got pigeonholed into tech tech roles. Oh, as far as you were like the, the blind kid in the wheelchair during sneakers or something like that? I liked that movie. It was a great movie. <laughs> I liked that movie a lot. It's a wonderful film. Robert Redford. Oh, he's a dreamboat. 
I, I watched that movie recently with him where he was just on the boat. He didn't say a word. Yeah. And you're just captivated by this man's beautiful face. And, and I think he got nominated for the Oscar. Was that for Life it. of Pi? Mm-hmm. No, it, was, uh, it wasn't Castaway, but it might as well have been ca- called Castaway with another old actor. Into the Blue or something like that? Yeah, he was going into something. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Into the Blue. That's all you got to do nowadays if you're if you're if you're no, you know. Into the Blue was an action movie with Paul Walker and Jessica Alba. Mm, rest in peace. Wasn't that <laughs> that was uh, that was one of the series of sentient sea life uh, the glut of sentient sea life movies that were released right above the same time because then there was also Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, right. Samuel L. Jack with Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know why that happens? Uh, why? Because you know you have like Volcano and uh, the other movie that was similar. You have Armageddon and Deep Impact. Well, they hear that DC's making one, so Marvel's got to make one. Exactly. Right? Is that what it is? Yeah, Co- yeah. Coke well, every Coke and Pepsi. Every studio has a stack of scripts concerning one particular subject, ready to go. When they hear that uh, you know Warner Brothers is making Armageddon, yeah, you know the other uh, Touchstone. They're going to put deep impact in production. Next time you're on right. ABC, slip your carriage horse script into the pile. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you understand, Ben? Climb the ladder, for Christ's sake. I will, I will. You ever bring that up when you're doing electrician work? Be like, I can just get up there and act for you, too. If you I, want that. I see people that I knew from Pete and Pete from 20 years ago uh, in that, you know, uh, like Mike Spiller was a director of photography. Now he's a director, like directs episodes sure. of, t- of TV. So I saw him when he was doing Ugly Betty. Uh John Fordenberry is another director. I guess I saw him when he was doing Elementary, I think. Yeah. Yeah. How so do they I, react I, when I they... see those people after it. I just say, you know, I go, do you want to feel old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm about to turn 37 because I saw, like, Christian, the camera assistant, just last week. Right. How do they react when they see you? Or they're like, why aren't you on the stage? What are you doing back here? A bit sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And how does that make you feel? So my second student film, like long piece after that, was a documentary about how old people drive. And it was tentative, okay. tentatively titled, I Can't Drive 55. <laughs> <laughs> I shot like epic, I, like I shot epic <laughs> amounts of footage, but it kind of like died on the steam back. I haven't really ever, uh, it just exists as, as like video and sound reels, but there's no... Uh, unified print of it together that you could watch. We could only watch it on an editing machine. I feel like we got to get this project done. Okay, I guys. like the idea of a documentary. Uh, you know, displaying the fact that elderly folks aren't necessarily the world's greatest drivers. Oh, it was great. I shot uh, all this good B-roll in Westchester County, uh, all over the place, just driving around because that's where I went to school. Yeah. Um, at SUNY Purchase, which is the poor man's NYU. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's where I would go. Up in Westchester County, I was just there for working on a TV pilot for about. 11 days I had to drive right past it every day right do you want to get back into acting would you like to act or why you, you got something I can, <laughs> oh man I'm casting a new movie it's called horses, horses. <laughs> all right there we go good what was got the other it. one what was the other what was uh, the other horses. one the plaza hotel yeah, right. plaza hotel yeah. no 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 not the other title the other uh, oh the movie. bear attack oh, one? No, the bear attack bears. Yeah, 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 disney's the, bears yeah i think it was just bears i don't yeah. think we ever you know settled on a title didn't I think really we'll, get anything solid oh, no that one could be you like a cool because we always you know disney picks out a different ethnicity to exploit every single time Naturally. so you could finally do one of the jackson whites of ramapo which is a very underserved and ah the jet men you go deep cut on I'm, that one. I'm saying like yeah. that there's a very underexploited ethnicity as far as well, I guess Jackson White? What is that? You you, you gotta put it up, bring it yeah, up yeah, on the, the internet for yeah. uh, uh Woody Harrelson plays one in that movie called Rampart? Out of the Furnace. Or Out of the Furnace, yeah. yeah. 
No, in Rampart, he plays the same dirty guy that he plays in The Messenger. He's basically the, the same piece of shit. Well, what does the term mean? Jackson Whites? Uh, he'll give you the... Yeah. He'll give yeah. you the translation. Marcus is obviously the sober yin to our raging young. <laughs> oh, of course. He always is. Marcus is simply the greatest. There are, like, people who have lived in North Jersey close to the New York State border okay. for a long time. So. About 5,000 of them. 5,000. And, yeah. and why did they get the name? How did they get the name? Uh, Mountain Indians. They're the oh, Ramapo okay. Mountain Indians, also known as the Ramapo Lenape Nation. Okay. Yeah, they're about, only about 25 miles from the city here. I bet we could get one on the show. Oh, very interesting. Well, if you are a... Uh, are they called Jackson Whites? No, or am I'm, I, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. They're called Ramapo? Ramapo. Ramapos. But Ramapo. until seven, the 70s, the tribe was referred to as the Jackson Whites, which, according to legend, was shorthand for Jacks and Whites, okay. which was shorthand for their uh, multiracial ancestry. Because apparently there are some whites involved, uh, Hessian soldiers, German mercenaries during the uh, American Revolutionary War. Mm. Dutch, got settlers, Dutch yeah. settlers left over from when the uh, British drove people away. Rampapo meets a German. I would love to watch that romantic uh, movie there. That's hot stuff. Maybe you could make a period piece. <laughs> yeah, I would like that. I Disney's really... Hessians. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we got bears, horses, and Hessians. This, this is oh my, a... oh my. You don't get scared. What was the name of the poor child that died? Darf? Uh, Darsh. Darsh. That's another movie. Yes. We'll just call it Darsh. Darsh Patel. No, I think you could call it Patels. Yeah. Because there's that many of them in Jersey. There's yeah, that many of them everywhere. Patel's like the the Smith of uh, the Indian people. I'm yeah. saying then you could. There's another ethnicity that you could exploit for Disney for it. They, they the always Indians. make these anthropomorphic yeah. animals that also haven't, you know, or Mulan, who's a human but yeah. has an obvious ethnicity. You were in Home Alone, one and two. Yeah, that's great. We were Marcus and I were discussing earlier, or maybe I was talking to uh, Micah about it. How I wasn't in Home Alone three, which would have been cool. <laughs> I don't think you want to be in Home Alone three. Scarlett Johansson, young Scarlett Johansson. Well, Ooh. all right. That would have been good. But you played the middle cousin, right? Middle, middle brother. Middle brother. And yeah. was Buzz the brother of Kevin, or was he oldest, a cousin? Oldest brother. He was the oldest brother. Yeah, what, do you have money riding on this? <laughs> no, I, had, I was having a conversation, and I swore Buzz was a cousin. That's all right. Buzz was the brother. If he was a cousin, why would he have his own room? That's what <laughs> I was thinking. This, this is, is why a tautology. We... <laughs> Jesus, you walked right into it. I know, I know. I messed that all up. I messed that all up. Do you Mark, ever get to meet Ma that John Candy character? Uh, no, he. We shot the scenes at different times. Marcus, you got to have some sensible questions on the subject. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Uh, well, Marcus, oh. ask a sensible question for the poor fucking guy. Oh, was Macaulay Culkin? He was uh, nice. I guess. Yeah, I guess that is one of the things that you do see. Uh, I guess you being a, a child actor yourself, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, growing up to be, you know, what I can only assume to be a relatively well-adjusted person. What and, are you talking about? I'm in a basement of a bar in Long Island City. But so are we. That's true. I am not well adjusted whatsoever, so I understand what you're saying, Mike. All but right. seeing someone like Macaulay Culkin, who okay. you know you worked with, right, going the path of destruction, essentially, like. What what was the different what was the difference between the two of you? Why did he go to destruction and you went towards a, you know, my parents weren't involved in show business to begin with. They were both like simple city folk. Is, right. that, is that a saying simple city? You're from here in the yeah, city, sure. right? From Brooklyn. They from were Bro they were both from Brooklyn. Yeah. And I think his family was already involved in show business as yeah. as it was. So, but this is also like the Marx brothers who came from right next door to the Culkin family. They both grew up on the Upper East Side. Uh, it was 
their mother driving them into show business and their dad was really less involved in it than they than I guess their mom was I'm saying in the case of the Marx Brothers in right. the case of the Culkins I couldn't tell you it seems like they're both really involved right my parents were really good as far as they drove me places drove me to auditions <laughs> waited downstairs probably endured many parking tickets at that point right well, maybe right. not Maybe there's some double parking and but some circling the block and shit. Possibly your, your self worth wasn't like reliant on you getting the Excuse getting me. a job or not getting a job, you know? Because I feel like if Lindsay Lohan went to uh, what was her wife or mother's name, Deborah, mm. something like that, and her and her father, like I feel like they would just be brutally mean to her if she I lost saw, a gig. No, my mother and uh, you know my mother would bring me to auditions as a younger kid, and you got as that at that point you got an experience of watching other people interact with their parents at a very stressful time right before you go into an audition. Sure. And I, you know, repeated this practice hundreds or thousands of, not maybe not thousands, but hundreds and hundreds of times by the time I started going to auditions by myself, whenever that was. Right. And so, you know, like I remember just watching this mom brush this girl's hair and just like, Grab a fistful and just like go after it, you know, to get it, get it out there. And right, mommy like, dearest style. Well, no, like just the face on the girl stayed with me for a long time. Describe and, the face. Uh, he physically and, made a woman, a, a girl, just looking as if she could not have been more miserable, or perhaps a groundhog. Yeah, uh, situation was occurring with her. Uh, yeah, look like a groundhog with a mayor-related injury, yeah. and she like that. That stayed with me for a while. And on on the other hand, I. It was always it was always a part of my upbringing because right. my mother read to me from a very young age, so I was always literate, and so reading lines was just like another thing to read, you know, to, yeah. to stay literate and to always, you know, keep your mind active. So it was useful exercise, I guess. Do you so, think? What do you think is too young to start acting? I believe he had a follow up. <laughs> <laughs> I, was only, I was just asking. Uh, was it your decision to uh, go into acting? Did you say, Mom and Dad, I want to act? Or uh, did they think, like, oh, this kid's got some talent. Let's start taking my auditions. They put me on the plane, but I jumped out with the parachute. Right. Yeah. I would assume a kid has to want to do Kids don't do things they don't want to do very often. Not very often, but sometimes they do. Yeah, sometimes yeah. they're forced to. Um, what do you think is too young as far as uh, acting goes? You know, I, mean, because uh, I, I don't consider myself completely. Relatively well adjusted, just for conversation. Just for conversation. <laughs> I'm sake. just saying first but impressions. Here. I I was uh, in a print ad for a nursing bra at you know very few months old. You so. were an infant. Yeah. You were like uh, Charlotte Clinton over yeah. here. Well, I wasn't on the cover of the New York Post, and let's all be thankful for that because it would have been in right. some like headless body and topless bar type. So of thing. there was a picture <laughs> of you sucking on a nipple. Before yeah. you even realized that you were living the American dream. Right. I prefigured both Seth Green and Jason Biggs. That's amazing. The, uh, what do you call but, it? But, I mean, at that age, your parents must have pushed you into that. I mean, no no infant's like, I want to be on camera. I want I want to suck a titty on, on uh, you know, for the pictures. You know, I mean, I your parents obviously must have. They must have said They must have pushed you into that audition. Anyway. Correct, but I didn't do much in between. And I did do a little bit of print work actually. Yeah. And that was when I was from pretty young. And that there's a, there were a lot more print catalogs at that point in the world. Yeah, there that's was, true. There was tons of print. By the way, speaking of uh, your advertising demographic, thirty to forty. Right. 
Go for print and magazine ads. See? You see? Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, you can get back into that print game. Yeah, because I'm a real men's health model over here. <laughs> It'll be perfect. You could have a, you know, a picture of you sucking a titty on how me with what. a milk. How about just me with a milk mustache for the dairy board? How about that? Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Does that still exist, the milk mustache campaign? Mm, got milk, the got milk campaign? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've gotten to me too. Fuck milk. You don't like them? <laughs> no, I'm a raw milk guy. You heard it here first. Raw milk. Yeah. All right. Well, that is is breaking news. Breaking news indeed. Uh, I drink so much of the other shit, though, because I'm at work and catering just does, you know, buys milk from Costco. They don't. Right, right, right. They're not raw milk advocates who meet, you know, a farmer in the midst of dark of night. I'm not much of a milk guy myself. Love milk. You like You obviously drank it from ages three to 16 and then, you know, had your fill. (laughs) <laughs> He's referencing my large size and massive frame. He used to be 380, height. right? He used to be 380 pounds. That's right. When did you peak? When did I, as far as weight goes? Yeah. I peaked no, when I No, your career, was, you're still going upwards, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I think I peaked last week on last week's top half. Wow. Um, uh, I peaked my weight probably at 22 years old when I realized I could no longer tie my shoelaces. And I thought that was kind of sad. Did you go to school? I was at college, yeah. I was Wait, at, so you were at college at the time? I was at college. Were you I was graduating the, or no? Uh, well, I wasn't graduating then. I definitely had to graduate later. Because, I mean, you know, I was a sophomore in uh, a sophomore in college there, and uh, maybe a junior, maybe a, someone, one, one of those things. And uh, and so when I made my decision to lose weight, I lost 160 pounds in about nine months uh, when I just chose to do it. Um, all right. Thank you so much, Michael, for being here. This is uh, this has been fun. Uh, this is a sweltering room, but you guys made it cool. Thank you, buddy. And uh, let's see, your Twitter, what is it? It's uh, Michael C. Marona, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-C-M-A-R-R-O-N-N-A. All right. Well, that just rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> That's Marcus Parks. You can find him on Twitter at Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. And, uh, of course, on Twitter there. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.